Hey friends, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Tori Dealing With, where each episode is short, sweet, and the perfect thing to enjoy in the morning, just like your coffee. This episode is going to be a little intimate because we're going to be talking about sex. It's always a little difficult for me to open up about that, but thankfully I'll be joined by the one and only body positive and confidence coach, Devin DeMoretti. I was introduced to Devin's Instagram a few years back, and I've just been completely inspired by her presence ever since. Not only does she offer her followers a no-bullshit approach to self-love, she also offers plenty of free resources and advice. Devin's free ebook, which is downloadable from her website, is called Sex with the Lights On, and I resonated with that title immediately. For the longest time, I struggled with the ability to be intimate with my partner with the lights on. It's vulnerable to let somebody see every nook and cranny of your body. And it didn't matter how close I was with somebody, it was always in the back of my mind that they were possibly judging my body. So I'm really excited for you guys to listen to this interview with Devin DeMoretti, and I really hope that you walk away from this podcast with just a little bit more insight and confidence. But before we dive into the interview, I just wanted to thank Organifi for their amazing products. I have been religiously taking the powder juice for the past month now, and my body feels so nourished. Each Organifi blend is scientifically formulated with ingredients that are organic and free of fillers and contain less than three grams of sugar per serving. The blend is super easy to use. You simply mix it with water or your favorite beverage while on the go, and they do not compromise quality for taste. It tastes so good. Organifi takes pride in offering the best tasting superfood on the market for less than $3 a day, so you can experience Organifi's high-quality superfoods without breaking the bank. Go to www.organifi.com backslash Tori and use code Tori for 15% off any item in the store. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I dot com backslash Tori and use code Tori for 15% off any item. Now let's get into this interview. So... Devin, it is an honor to finally have you on the show. For anyone who may not know you yet, will you just please introduce yourself and tell us about you? Yes. Well, hi, everyone, and thank you so much for having me on. It's like truly an honor. Um, my name is Devin, and my work expands in many different areas, and it all relates back to the most powerful, potent spell of all, which is self-fucking-love. Hell and yeah. Primarily, what I do is help women recover from body dysmorphia, eating disorders, redefining self-care, and rediscovering their worth. Totally. And like you see your Instagram, it's full of people who have had so many transformations with you being their coach. Mm -hmm. And it's so amazing to watch. Like you can just see that what you do, you are truly living, living in your alignment. Like you follow your heart, you follow your passion. And you just create so many amazing things and transformations for people. So when did you first become interested in being a coach and helping women build their confidence? Yeah, thank you. Um, I started as a personal trainer about six years ago. And as a trainer, I realized how many people hated their bodies. Um, they didn't actually come to me because they wanted to honor their body through movement, but because they were upset about the cookie they ate. Mm -hmm. and embarrassed about the way that their body looked and felt as if, you know, if they changed their body, then they could finally be happy in their body. Then they could finally be present with their partner when they're having sex and turn the lights on mm -hmm. and finally be able to wear a bikini or lingerie. And I understood their pain all too well because I have a history 
with body dysmorphia um, and an eating disorder. And so the last thing that I wanted to do was enable those same behaviors and reinforce the idea that they need to change their body at all to be good enough. So my passion moved from personal training to uncovering the reasons as to why people personal train work with a personal trainer. Um, and that beautifully unfolded into what I do now. It's so amazing. Just like hearing you talk about it. Number one, it gave me chills. And it's just like hearing you say why you wanted to help women, but also just not even acknowledging the fact that you had to do so much healing on your own. Like how long do you think it took for you to get to that place of like, Oh, okay. Like I feel this way about my body. I have a disorder with my body, but now I'm learning to love it. And I want to help people do it. Like what, what was that gap like for you? And how hard was that struggle to overcome personally? It was a, it started in high school and I didn't really have the awareness around what was going on. It was, you know, it was very normalized to eat the way that I did and to view my body the way that I did. And it was molded or uh, modeled to me from my upbringing. So it wasn't until I like stumbled upon someone's blog post and she was writing about her eating disorder. And I was like, wait, I think I have a food problem. Wow. And, um, you know, then you have that, you know, you're in a space of not recognizing what's going on and then you kind of are denying it for a while and then you have an attachment to it because it's so comfortable and then you slowly start to change it. And it took, um, I don't know how many years, but a lot of years mm -hmm. to undo um, the behaviors and the programming. Um, and I would say like the biggest thing that was helpful to me was realizing how many people struggled with it and going to places to get support and help. And it's so interesting that you even said it, like you saw somebody's blog post and that made you reflect and realize and seek help yourself. And now you get to be that beacon of light for other people. And following you on Instagram is always a joy. I love your posts. Seriously, like you bring me, you make me feel confident and like sexy just by you being you. You just like are so, number one, you're hot as shit. Number two, <laughs> you just, you just have this beautiful way of owning it. One of the problems that I have is like, I'm like almost scared to be too sexy sometimes because like, I know it can be off-putting for some women to be, but you just do it in this way where it's like, no, nah, I'm not doing this for nobody, but me, like I'm good. So anybody who doesn't follow Devin on Instagram, don't worry. The plug is going to be in the show notes below. You need to go check out our page because I'm just always in awe of what she posts. But so like other women, like they obviously come to you because they're struggling with confidence. Why do you think women struggle with confidence so much when it comes to feeling sexy and especially in the bedroom? Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're fed so many crappy messages about our bodies and about the way that we should look and act and perform. And if we want to be desired and loved and receive attention, we feel like we have to live up to this ever-changing, oppressive, narrow, arbitrary box of what society has defined as good enough. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a lot of pressure to perform and look a certain way. And porn certainly doesn't help. No. Because it's very, most of the time, unrealistic and extremely performative and leaves out all the behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. um, 
And so it's really challenging to enjoy yourself and feel free in the bedroom when you feel like you have to act and perform and look a certain way. And part of having a really pleasurable orgasmic experience is being able to be present and fully let go. Absolutely. And how important is it to like find a partner who can honor that in you? Like it's not, you can't have sex if until you've had sex with a good partner, how can you, like, you can't go back to that shitty, that shitty guy. No, you can't. No, you can't. And I've like heard horror stories. I'm really grateful that I've not experienced that. Um, But of women being with, or just anybody being with somebody (laughs) in the bedroom who shames their body. Right. Um, And of course, you're going to have a really hard time wanting to undress when you feel like this person doesn't find you attractive and makes shitty remarks about you. Absolutely. And I love your, your free ebook on your site. I actually downloaded it a while, a while ago and it's called sex with the lights on. And I, I downloaded it specifically for that title because believe it or not, no matter what people think about me, I am, I still have confidence issues and I don't like to have sex with the lights on. I just, I have, unless I have like on some lingerie and like, I'm like really in a good mood and I feel really good about my partner. I still get those insecurities. So would you mind just like talking about that ebook and like why, why you were so inspired to put it out? And I love how you made it free, by the way. I think that's so amazing. Yeah, of course. Um, so I'm very passionate about sex as well. And I wanted to mix that in with what I do. And because I have very open, honest conversations with my clients they express to me the issues that arise in the bedroom. And I experienced that as well. Like for a long time, I did not want to turn the lights on. I always wanted them off. I convinced my partners to keep my clothes on or my, my shirt on at least because mm-hmm. I just care about my belly. Um, and it just feels safer somehow with the lights turned off. But even then with the lights off, it doesn't shut off your insecurities. Totally. So. I wanted to create something to help women feel more comfortable and confident in that space and work through the insecurities that commonly arise. Absolutely. And you bring up so many good points in the ebook. Like one of the things that you mentioned is that we have this like little girl in us that basically like talks shit and like we have to tell her to like shut up. We have to shut that mean girl up. Yeah. And so like when did you learn how to do that? And like what is it like to have that conversation in the present moment? Yeah. Um, so the, the inner mean girl, also known as the inner critic, is that voice that habitually criticizes you, reminds you of all the things that you're not, tells you all the things that you should be, um, essentially feeds you all these poisonous thoughts about yourself. And they might show up in the bedroom. They might show up when you're getting dressed of just whispering like, ew, gross, nope, mm-hmm. put that top back on. Um, They might follow you around constantly judging everything you do and what you say and just filling you with doubt. So it's that part that's the part of yourself that's very harsh and critical. Mm -hmm. Um, And also it's between control and helplessness. Yeah. So next with the lights on, I talk about noticing when your inner mean girl, your inner critic creeps in and learning how to tame and quiet that voice so that it doesn't control your every action because I'm sure you've been in an experience where, you know, you're feeling insecure, like the inner critic comes in. So you turn the lights off or you don't get in a certain position because you're afraid of your roles. Um, So one of the activities that I have 
my clients do that's extremely effective is personifying their inner critic. Mm. Um, so giving it a name, what does it look like? When does it come up the most? Why does it come up? Um, and from there, it like really just helps you build a relationship with your inner critic, but allows you to create space between you and your inner critic. Mm-hmm. Um, so that way you can really understand what's going on um, and where they're coming from. And sometimes when you're in like a sexual experience, you're not going to have a full blown conversation with your right. inner critic. Be like, okay, my inner critic is present and I didn't invite you to have a break with me. <laughs> um, and then other times it's like, okay, you know, I'm in the room with myself or after the experience, it's like, oh, hey, you came in to say hi, what's going on? What are you telling me? What are you trying to protect me from? And really just taking the time to understand. Totally. And you know, it's so interesting. Like this just reminded me, I'm reading the book called The Four Agreements. Have you ever read that book? So like- times i'm like like, refresh (laughs) i don't know why i just picked it up now it's like i should have picked it up years ago but one of the parts in the books is like oh you have your mind and your mind talks to itself like it thinks and it responds in your mind like you could be having a full-blown conversation with yourself in your head and that's basically what you're talking about with this inner critic but we can't believe everything we think because our mind is processing so many thoughts literally like so many thoughts at one time, because that's what we're conditioned to do. That's how we've survived for so long. So it's just this ability to like recognize, okay, I, I don't have to believe everything I think because it's not true. And I get, I have, I get the right to combat my inner critic and say, fuck you. I want to be on top and ride this man like a cowboy, you know? (laughs) Yes, exactly. Exactly. Why not? And like, you even bring it up in another sense. You say like, you are not your insecurities. Yeah which is something that I really loved when I see that because it's so true. How often do we, we're like, we feel insecure. Yes, but you, you are not your insecurity. So would you mind just talking to me a little bit about that idea? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, we have insecurities. That's part of the human experience. Um, but we aren't defined by those insecurities. And when we closely identify with anything or we have a fixed mindset about something, it makes it really hard to grow and change and evolve. So, you know, if I say I'm an insecure person or I'm a jealous person, it's presented in such a fixed way that I can't do anything about it. And that's mm-hmm. just what it is. And language, language is everything and it really shapes our reality. Um, so being mindful about the way that you are speaking about certain things, speaking about yourself, speaking to yourself is a really vital part in your healing and feeling good about yourself and growing. Um, so simply changing, I'm an insecure person to I'm feeling insecure about X, Y, Z gives more room and space to curiously and compassionately explore what's going on. Absolutely. And I just, I think that's so important because it's so easy for us to get wrapped up in those insecurities because when they speak, they speak loud. It's so interesting how our inner critic is so much louder than our inner motivator sometimes. Mm -hmm. It can be for sure. Yeah. And the more that you notice it and bring awareness and build that relationship, the quieter the voice becomes. And And to celebrate that when it's quieter or when you just take control. Or when you simply notice, because that's this first step in learning of having the awareness. So do you think that's really the key in building this communication with that inner critic is like noticing when it's, when it's happening and then just like every single time being able to just be aware and combat it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like, oh, I see like, this is what's happening. This is coming from my inner critic. Um, and then working through that. And that varies 
depending on what the situation, what's coming up, what the insecurity is about, what the critic has to say. Um, but yeah, of just getting curious about what's going on. And like back to our thoughts of like, we, we are not our thoughts. We mm-hmm. have them. Like our thoughts could be something that we heard from years ago mm-hmm. and it wasn't even our thought. It was what somebody said to us. So being like, where is this coming from? Who said this? Is it true? Did that person have my best interest? And is it working for me? Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. It's just, it's so important and powerful and it takes time. And I think that's the other thing is like, like you said earlier, when I was asking you about your healing process, you were like years and how much support that is required of you to let yourself heal. I mean, every single time you come face to face with another insecurity, it could be a setback or it can be a moment of you just recognizing, okay, I need to have a little bit more love and appreciation for myself during this time. So if anybody's out there and you feel like you've been lit, like sitting with your inner critic too long, like what would you say to them? Well, we, we do this funny thing of criticizing ourselves for being so critical of ourselves. Yeah. And I'm like, that's tying knots into what you're trying to undo. So mm-hmm. it's like being more uh, understanding. Sometimes it's just helpful to like zoom out of the situation and be like, okay, this person is feeling pretty shitty about themselves and that feeling sucks. And then inviting yourself back into like zooming back in and coming back into the story being like, okay, it actually sucks to like experience this. And mm-hmm. I have compassion for myself and it sucks to be, a woman who lives in a world that convinces her that she's not good enough. And I feel for her. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So just like extending that compassion and sometimes viewing it in different angles can be really helpful. Totally. And I know that women are not the only ones that struggle from this. So like, what is your take on it from like a man's perspective? Obviously you're not a man, but like, what is it like to deal with or ever like deal with women who are dealing with men going through this? Like, what do you have to say about that? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I've been with men who are very open about their struggles with body image and they carry all sorts of shame, um, penis size for one yeah. and women will sit there and talk about a guy's dick size and dehumanize him for his size, but then, um, get pissed off about body shaming and penis shaming is body shaming. Yeah. So Um, you know, men very much do struggle with those things. And I think for men talking about their feelings and their insecurities is so taboo. And these conversations are heavily stigmatized and forbidden because men aren't supposed to talk about their feelings. So that adds a whole different piece to it and allows the shame to further, um, grow because as Brene Brown says, like shame thrives in isolation. And so now that they're not speak it, it's just continuously growing. And with women, we have more open dialogue about this and it's more normalized, unfortunately, that we, we deal with these things. So it's just easier for us to, um, be able to remove some of that shame just by simply talking about it. And I love that you said like men do come and you've had experiences with men who have talked to you about it and like how powerful it can be to talk about it, but I also know how scary it can be. Like, I remember the first time I had a conversation with my ex and like, I had told him about my insecurities and like, I was crying talking about it because it feels so heavy, but it is, it is important because like, especially if you're creating an intimate bond with somebody, sex 
like, yeah, sometimes it can be one night stands and it can be fun. But for me, I enjoy it the most when it's with somebody that I feel intimately close with emotionally as well as physically. And that's part of being intimate is opening up and being able to talk to somebody. So like, do you have any advice for kind of like catering of a more, um, just better communication skills to have with your partner? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it, it is a very vulnerable conversation to have and part of building that deep connection and that intimate relationship with your partner is allowing them to see you when you're vulnerable. Um, and talking about anything in relation to sex or maybe the insecurities that arise with sex to start bedroom talk should happen outside of the bedroom. Mm -hmm. Um, because sex is a very vulnerable topic and having sex can be a very vulnerable experience. So mixing the two is a very slippery slope. Um, so if you want to change, address or explore anything with your partner, you want to communicate that outside of the bedroom, not directly after or before sex. Um, and if your partner hasn't talked about anything or hasn't talked about sex with you, odds are that they most likely feel awkward and vulnerable about it as well. So just keeping that in mind. Um, And it just helps when you kind of feel like they're maybe on the same page as you. And I think opening up any vulnerable conversation, it's okay to express that. Like this feels vulnerable for me to share and to talk about. And I, want you to hold it with, um, compassion and with care and be gentle with me. Um, and you know, sometimes it's like a matter of like, Hey, I, uh, we haven't really talked about this and I would love to talk about this and I would love to, um, get to know more about what turns you on and what, what you have, you know, what desires you have. And I think it would bring us closer together just to have a better idea of what we enjoy and how we can best support and show up for each other or how we can add some spice into the bedroom. I just love that so much. Not to bring back the four agreements again, but like communication could literally solve all the problems in the world. And it's just so important. So thank you, Devin, so much for coming on and shining light on literally some of these issues, which are obviously fun. Who doesn't love sex? But at the same time, they're so important to talk about. So thank you so much for coming on the show. How can we support you? How can we follow you? Please tell us everything. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you again for having me on. And you can find me on Instagram at Devin Day Moretti. And then if you are interested in learning more or interested in coaching, you can go to devindaymoretti.com and everything will be on my website. Yes. And I will put everything in the show notes below guys. So you can swipe up, not swipe up. This is an Instagram. <laughs> so you guys, <laughs> That's what, it's, just, uh, it's such a condition. <laughs> swipe up everybody. <laughs> yeah. Go to the show notes below guys. Okay. Devin, thank you so much. It has been a pleasure. Thank you to everyone who tuned in. If you guys are interested in learning more from Devin, you can follow her on Instagram to connect. Also, she'll be leading a mindful Monday class on body image and how to stop comparing ourselves to others on June 1st. And with summer coming up, I think we can all agree that this time of year, we all get really critical of ourselves. So sign up if this is calling you. Check in the show notes below for details. Also, the Organifi link and the discount code is in the show notes below as well. Enjoy, guys. Thank you so much.